Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Always Never Right podcast, a podcast for Gen Xers. And hold on, I'm so sorry. Let's start again. Oh, good. I have to cough. Okay. It's a delicate little cough. <laughs> okay. No, because I've been throwing my back out by coughing and I'm 19. So I feel like I have to, like, try something else. I'm scared so... coughing. So I feel Did like... you really? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Ah. That bad. What did you say? She cracked a rib coughing. I See, that's going to be me. Pneumonia, so I think it was kind of <laughs> a foregone conclusion. Oh, well, no. You could. You could ask mother when I sneeze or when I cough and sneeze, my whole body just does a dance. Oh, I bet. I bet. Like my back just goes down That's and bad. it looks like I'm like karate chopping this. You're like just committed to the action. That's all. Mm. all right okay 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 stop 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 let's do this okay welcome to the always never right podcast a podcast for gen xers who've gotten the middle-ish age and are wondering what the fuck happened i'm jill farrell and i'm cheetah biggs and welcome to our 10th episode fully loaded star studded spectacular yes we have some special guests today talk about her a couple of times (laughs) we just call her rexy for tonight this is my guest t-rex Hi, everyone. <laughs> I call her Sexy Rexy. So. And my guest is someone else you've also heard about a lot. My daughter, Miss Nina, who is um, drinking with us from England, where it is legal for her to do so. It's yeah, true. We do not encourage underage drinking, but in England, she's not underage. So drink up. There you go. And since we're talking about drinking... Today, we are drinking um, gin, which kind of for me is meh. I'm not a big fan, but I did a couple of test runs on some other cocktails. I guess maybe gin has been around forever, like old people, and that's why it tastes like old people. But I did some taste tests, and this was the least bad option. So this is why we're drinking gin fizz tonight. What do you guys think? You know, I'm kind of liking it, but I got to give a shout out to a new gin I've discovered. Um, Because, uh, you know, my, my boss, who's like awesome, like I said, uh, Jillian makes all my personal decisions. My boss makes all my professional decisions and life goes better that way. And apparently your booze decisions. <laughs> and apparently my booze decisions, yes. Because um, she turned me on to a little store in Webster Groves, Missouri, one of the awesome St. Louis suburbs called Civil Alchemy. And they currently have this really cool ass awesome gin called blue and is it it actually blue it is not blue it is clear but the reason (laughs) they call it blue is because it not only has your typical juniper but the juniper is incredibly understated so i do not feel like i'm drinking a fucking christmas tree and instead it's got a lot of undertones of violet lavender juniper elderflower i'm like looking at the bottle to tell you all the cool stuff I'm going to stop you for just a second. I'm going to try not to talk over you too much this episode. However, I do want to note if there is ever a drink that we make that has lots of extra shit that's not just normal shit like juice or club soda, it's going to be a recipe that Gina came up with. She's like, let's make this drink that has um, gold flower extract that you can only get on the surface of the moon and you have to go there yourself and pick it and extract it with this special process so you can only find it in one place on earth but I just happen to have someone I'll send it to you so, 
if they like some sort of super esoteric cocktail, it's one that Gina was like, oh, we have to try this because it's amazing. She <laughs> likes all that really weird stuff. And I'm much more like, let's have a bourbon and ginger ale. What do you think? Uh, you know, you say that like it's a bad thing. I'm going to finish the list of ingredients. Um, but before I do that, I'm going to note that you're the one who picked out one that one of the primary ingredients is egg whites. So, which are readily available at the grocery store, pre-packaged. Thank you very much. Because when I think getting drunk, I think egg whites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rexy. So, but there are also undertones of jasmine, geranium, honey, and orange blossom, and it is beautiful. And I just want to give a shout out to Civil Alchemy. And all right, I will shut the fuck up now because I know y'all want me to. There's so much stuff. That's like <laughs> I how feel you like I'm drinking wine. Anthropology the store. <laughs> Yeah, that is anthropology, the store. So the recipe for a gin fizz is basically gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, egg white. And we get the pasteurized kind that you get at the grocery store that's already like mixed up. And then you put it in the shaker or the blender if you want it to be super fizzy and pour it in. Add some club soda. That's what we forgot. The club soda. There's a head on my cocktail. So that is good good enough for me. Anyway, add that all in, and then it's delicious, and you can go from there. So, overall, I kind of like it. As far as gin goes, it doesn't suck as bad as last week's cocktail. <laughs> yeah, I am I am really enjoying it. It is very, uh, maybe it's because of the awesome, wonderful, beautiful gin I used, but it is really understated, and I'm really enjoying it. We used aviation gin, which is, again... Ryan Reynolds brand. Ryan Reynolds, you're happy to, you know, we would be happy to have you guest on the show and tell us about your gin and your process and everything like that. That would or be absolutely sit awesome. there in your Deadpool outfit and or the or uh, not your Deadpool actually, outfit. Actually, I think I would prefer the um, sleep pants that you wore before. <laughs> whatever. Complete with sweaty torso. <laughs> sit at whatever or nothing or you know, we got a pool. That's exactly. cool. Pool of sweat, pool of whatever. Saliva. All the pool, everything. <laughs> So, speaking of Deadpool, that kind of gets us to our subject, right? Yes. Let's talk a little bit about fandoms. How are you guys with the comic book stuff? Are you DC? Are you Marvel? Are you loyal to one over another? Are you both bedextrous? I am. Or, or Nina, would you like to start? Do you want me to kick that off? Or I mean, you go. Okay, I go. I am um, universe extrious uh, because... Yeah. I grew up on all of it. Uh, my mom kept, because her mother threw away Batman number one, thank you very much, when um, mom was little. Mom has been fastidious about keeping every single comic book we ever owned. Also so, called hoarding. Hoarding, yeah. You say that again, like it's a bad thing. Um, but I, <laughs> I would bring a bushel basket of comic books up from the barn every weekend, and I would just plow through it. And she had Marvel, she had DC, she had weird, obscure shit you've never heard of. She had the Archie comic books, um, you know, Pure Heart and their little quick foray into um, superheroes and everything. So I, I love them all. But I will freely admit my all-time favorite, the one I looked up to, was Wonder Woman. And mom made me a Wonder Woman costume when I was little. And I swear to God, the only thing that got me to ever change out of that thing was when she made me a Princess Leia costume in 1977. Until then, I was Wonder Woman all the fucking time. 
<laughs> my dad. Okay. We didn't comic book very much. My extent of comic books was pretty much Betty and Veronica double digest that you got at the grocery store checkout line. I dug that pretty much. That was awesome. But I did love me some Wonder Woman TV show. Oh. And the way our house was set up was you came in the front door and there was like a little entryway. And then there was like a double door into the front living room. And then there was like French doors into a sunroom. And then there was a doorway into the dining room. And then you went from the dining room down a hallway that took you back into the foyer. So there was kind of this loop that you could do. And in the winter, we would decide to play Wonder Woman. And we would run around. We would literally run around and around and around and around and around and around trying to, you know, catch each other. And when my dad would come home from work, he would be the bad guy. And Wonder Woman's, like, main bad guy was named Mariposa, which now I know means butterfly. (laughs) Your dad's adorable. My dad was Mariposa. And we would, like, get him with our lassos. We had these yarn lassos. And we would get him. And I was Wonder Woman. And my sister was Wonder Girl. And... And we would get him and we'd be like, I'll get you Mariposa. And he'd be like, Wonder Woman, you will not capture me. <laughs> he would totally play with us. And it was the best. So I, I feel you on the Wonder Woman. That's so awesome. My only Wonder Woman story is that apparently my dad had the hots for Linda Carter. And every time the show would come on, my mom would be mumbling. God Because <laughs> her mind, Wonder Woman would take her husband away. So... <laughs> Well, to be fair, I'm completely straight, and I still had a crush on Linda Carter, because <laughs> damn. She was hot. Nina, what about you? Well, okay. So, DC versus Marvel. Like, they both have good superheroes, but movie-wise, like, Marvel. Yeah, I think I have to go Marvel on the movies. However, I'll see any of them. Because yeah. I will go watch me a superhero movie of any kind. And if Aquaman's yeah. in it, whoo He was yeah. pretty. It was a stupid movie, though. I didn't think that movie it was... It was good. Cool. It had, like, good graphics and stuff. Yeah. Only because it was pretty to look at. I mean... Oh, I Aquaman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I loved the Wonder Woman movie. I thought that was amazing. I really enjoyed that. That is a movie I have been waiting for my entire fucking life. I will tell you, though... Okay, so the Wonder Woman movie was fun because it kind of made me feel, like, empowered. And I did get a user question or a listener question this past week Ooh. about we had we're recording ahead of time and we post episodes about five episodes back. So we posted episode four last week and I got a, le- a listener question about the time that I went out with my friend, but right before that I had seen a movie and I wanted to get enough bar fight. <laughs> I got a question about that. And some people asked me about it. Was it a cop who asked you the question? <laughs> no, it was not a cop. It was somebody else. But I will tell you the movie that I saw was called Long Kiss Goodnight. <gasps> I and love that. I had seen that immediately before. It was starring Gina's doppelganger. <laughs> Gina Davis. <laughs> And I had seen that movie before my friend and I went out dancing. And literally after seeing that movie, all I wanted to do is kick somebody's ass. And I I felt like I could do it. It was probably the only time I felt like I could do it until I saw Wonder Woman. And then I felt like I could kick people's ass on the regular. Awesome. 
Oh, by the way, I think, uh, you know, speaking of comic book movies, I think everyone here has seen a certain movie, but me. So no spoilers, please. We saw it today. So did we. We saw it today. Gandalf defeats Yoda. That's that's the spoiler. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, here's the thing. And a million geeks cry out in horror simultaneously. Yes. So we bought our tickets for yesterday. So here's the thing. I did a very Nina thing, and I bought the wrong. So like I bought tickets, and we show up to the theater, and like it's not going at the kiosk. So I go to the person, and it's not working. And so the manager comes and she like la- like she's just like these are for the wrong theater, oh. like these aren't for this theater. Mm-hmm. And so you're like so I'm like oh no, don't know how that happened because I specifically went that sounds like something I'll do. I'm gonna double check and make sure that this is the right one, but it wasn't. <laughs> and then we um, and then we check to see how far away the actual theater is and it's 35 miles away <laughs> that's so far yeah so I ended up getting my money back it's fine <laughs> but that's why we went today not last night <laughs> wow that's my girl she oh, takes after sucks. her mother yeah <laughs> I'm not going to give you any spoilers but you definitely need to make sure you have like napkins or Kleenex or something oh man I'm going to cry so hard yeah. I cried my wings off. I cried a bunch of stuff off. <laughs> at several points. And Millie was looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and she I looked at me a couple of times too, like, you all right? And I'm like, I called her a heartless yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you didn't even cry once? And she's like, no. And I said, are you heart? You don't even have a heart. <laughs> so other than comic book fandoms, where do we go with this? I mean... Avi comic book fandoms, I mean, I will own that. What is the one thing, if you could not watch, watch, participate, whatever it is, like, I don't care if you LARP, whatever you want to (laughs) do, what is the thing? Like, I think, I think I would like Gina to tell the story of the Xanadu dress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Nina looks really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> this time, Nina's going to be making the gagging noise. Um, oh, no. John the Brit absolutely, completely adores the movie Xanadu. Xanadu. Yeah, with um, What's-Her-Face from Greece. Olivia Newton-John. Yes. No. Playing a Greek goddess on roller skates. Yes. Yeah. Very, very, very hip, very 80s. Or was it late 70s? I Early. looked up to her. It was 70s. It was the late 70s. 1977, Greece came out. Yeah. And Xanadu, I mean, it, it, to me, it's kind of, eh, because it's all roller disco and Gene Kelly for no real discernible reason. But It's a Xanadon for you? It's a Xanadon for me. <laughs> yeah. But John the Brit adores it, and he adores the styles in it. And... <laughs> Every time he sees a dress that you would see on, like a white Philly dress that you might see on on Stevie Nicks when she's doing a music video, um, he just goes nuts. So we were on the sale racks one day and uh, Jillian spotted a, um, 
a black what she called Xanadu dress. And she's like, you need to buy this. You need to buy this. And yes, he did love that dress. So <laughs> it's okay. If, if you want to make Jillian's patented gagging noise right here, feel free. No, that's hers. Okay. I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around a Xanadu dress. I don't yeah. even want to know. I don't, I've never heard of Xanadu. I don't want to know. I'll figure it out sometime. Yeah, it, it's okay. But it's very gauzy and lacy and flowy and everything. So, yeah, there we go. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> I'll watch it again. I've been watching it a long time. I know it's it's been quite a while. I I just my heart weeps for Gene Kelly every time I see it. Yeah, he must have really needed the money. That's all That's I can figure. That's sad. Mm. It's kind of like when they play like one of your favorite songs and you're like really into it, and then you look and it's like a commercial for like fabric softener. I know. <laughs> and acid or something, and you're like, did the state really need the money? Because why? The artist would have never agreed to this shit. I know. I know. Oh, man. Well, I, I've got to point out that for Fandom Day, I wore my Doctor Who shirt. The, the 13th Doctor, Jodie Whittaker. So, I love it. And one of the ways I won John the Brit's heart was I can name everyone who's played the Doctor, canonical and non-canonical, excluding the um, Christmas children episodes. I know a few of them, not all of them. But I can name them all in order. I only so, like the 10th Doctor. Every, you know, everyone always goes for the tenth or the fourth, which I totally get. So. Uh, don't go eleven. Well, he, he did a decent job, but I, I definitely missed. Even though he was charming, I just missed. Kept hoping it was like some fake out and he'd come back somehow. What do you I guys love David Tennant? David Tennant is just beautiful. He's a beautiful, beautiful person. So, but, you know, going back to the old Doctor Who's, I got to say, John Pertwee is very underrated in the hotness category. I would agree. I would agree. Thank you. And his son, who plays Alfred in Gotham, is also a major hottie. That's his son? That is his son. That's dang. I like him some salt and pepper, Alfred. I know, and he's a kick-ass Alfred. <laughs> Sean Pertwee. I've had my eye on him ever since he was in Soldier with Kurt Russell. That's the Bruce. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my gosh. I think, speak, speaking, I guess it, I didn't really technically answer that question, but... Oh, you didn't. Ironically enough, it's I, I prefer DC just because I'm, I've been a Batman fan forever, mm-hmm. and I actually really enjoy Gotham, the show. I didn't think I was going to like it, but I really like it, and... The actors that play a few of them just do such a great job that I could just watch just like a show based on the Penguin or yes. the alone. <laughs> I know the Penguin. I mean, Rob, Robin oh, no. Taylor. Lord uh, almost, Taylor. Yeah, Robin Lord Taylor. He is amazing. Mm. He is a. Did you? What did you think of the final episode? Got to ask. <sighs> you're, you're the only other person I know who's seen it aside from John the Brit. <laughs> I, it was hard. <laughs> I don't know, like, it's, it's hard when you get really into a show and you want it to go a certain way. I don't want to, like, spoil it for other people who haven't seen it either. Just, you know, but still. <laughs> By the time this airs, this will be pretty well out. Yeah, else. well, you know, I've, I've done that so many times. Like, I actually did um, something with my, my team. And I did, like, the whole, you know, 
Name a show that had the finale that you were just like, this is so perfect. This was such a great finale because there's so many other shows where people can talk about the opposite way. Like, I hate the way Blanky Blank ended, you know? And and by my giving my answer, a friend of mine was like, oh, my God, you can't, I can't believe you, you told me what the ending was of the show after I talked him into watching it. I was like, oops, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry about Speaking it. Of shows that just ended. Here's one of my huge fandoms. The Magicians, what the what? Oh man, that was good. Just don't don't read the books. I'm sure that some people love the books, but after the show, the books are very disappointing to me. Shows are a million times amazing. Like, I'm actually considering getting a Hedwig tattoo. Sleep and here's on why. It. Here's why. <laughs> I know you think it's stupid. Well, here's why. So the idea of the show is that you have realized your childhood fantasy has come true. Magic is real. All the things you wished for, all the the stories that you lived in as a child are now real. And I think that's amazing. I love the concept of that. I love the idea of that. And I think the hedge witch tattoo kind of represents the idea that the things you choose as a child can become real as an adult. So John Cusack's going to show up on a T-Rex and we're going to live on the moon? If you want. <laughs> okay. You can manifest that shit. <laughs> can I come live with you? I'll bring Sean Pertwee. Lots and lots of room on the moon. Kick ass. <laughs> That's the only reason I would consider that is because of what, to me, it would represent. Well, then I should get a target circle around my eye like the dog. Oh, my God. So, yeah, The Magicians is probably, since the show The West Wing, The Magicians is literally the only show that I'm like, I have to see this show. Like, I'll make time out of my day to watch it. I see. I see. The, the musical episode where they did Under Pressure. All of the musical episodes were amazing. I know. But I, the Under Pressure one was my favorite one, but the second one was the one that they did this season with Margot <laughs> and the White Snake stuff. Yes. Amazing. Oh, be, because I'm a completist, I have to backtrack a little bit because I said I could name all the Doctor Who's since I've been thinking about it. I have to actually do it now, and I apologize up front. All right, do it. Thank I, you. So I started with William Hartnell, <clears throat> excuse me, William Hartnell, apparently the gin's kicking in, Peter Troughton, John Pertwee, Tom Baker, which is the one that with the big bakers. scarf. Yeah, there are two Bakers, that's right. But in between the Bakers is Peter Davidson, then you get to Colin Baker, then Sylvester McCoy, then the Fox movie from 1995 or 6, I can't remember, is canon, so Paul McGann totally counts. And even though he wasn't on a show, next chronologically actually comes the war doctor, John Hurt, but he's not numbered. So then we get to Nine, who's Eccle Cakes, or Christopher Eccleson, and yes. then... He was cute. Um, then David Tennant, then Matt Smith, then Peter Capaldi, then Jodie Whittaker, and non-canonical, um, you have a lot of Peter, uh, two Peter Cushing movies. Nina but doesn't look very impressed. She's not. She's heard this too many times. No, she's I, yeah. Terrified, actually. I hear her practicing in the mirror at night. <laughs> <laughs> she loves me. <laughs> I can do this. 
Well, the only yeah. thing I have remotely similar is I always say that when I get drunk, I know I'm too drunk if I can't see the states in athletic order. So, and I'm not about yeah. to hear it because I will literally sing it because that's how I learned them so, back in the fourth grade. We'll so. get her to do that at the end of the episode. <laughs> awesome. We did it in fourth grade too. Oh, yay. Wow. Go you. We didn't do that. I, I know the Greek alphabet only by singing it, but that's a whole other. Okay, but does that matter as much as the 50 states of one country? Can you sing to 10 in Espanol? Thank you, Sesame Street. Yeah. Can you <laughs> sing the days of the week in Spanish? Mm. I cannot. Hoy es que, madre. Hoy es que. Uh, de gila, Nina. <laughs> Did you, okay, that's the one thing I know in German. Survey says. <laughs> butterfly beer. Woo! Did you guys happen to know that Millie was in a dual language school until she was in fifth grade? No. I remember she that. She took English and Spanish until fifth grade. So she's actually pretty good with it. If we go someplace, she understands what people are saying. She can't say it back to them. Of course, she can, you know, whatever. Really cool. I lived in Germany for three years when I was young, so I can ask you where the bathroom is or how much that beer is. I was a foreign language like... major in college. Nice. Started out. I speak English, French, and Spanish. That's so rad. I wish I could speak other languages. And T is actually fluent in Spanish as well. Oh my gosh, I hate that. Like, I love that for you guys. But I wish that for me as well. So not hate it. I envy that. The crack. So should I out Nina on one of her fandoms that she yes. has not yet mentioned? Yes, you should. I believe it's called Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh, I did. <laughs> that was real that. bad. She's super Hunger Games. You started that though. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of did. I remember when I was finishing not the third. Kinda. Yeah, oh. I. I made her because she was interested in it, and I wanted to read them first because I heard you know there was violence and stuff in them. And I was listening to an audiobook, and it was the end of the third book, and I'm bawling my fucking eyes out in the car. And Nina's sitting next to me, who's like 11 at the time, and she's sitting there going, I don't think I want to read them anymore. And I'm like, you will read these because I need somebody to talk to you about them. <laughs> also, can I just say, I had never heard of The Hunger Games until I saw Mother crying in the car. So she wasn't reading them for me. No, I was, because you asked. And I asked some of my friends on... Um, on uh, uh, that like one of my teacher friends who'd read them what she thought and she goes you better read them first uh, I actually okay. remember you Gina telling me about those and saying oh I read this amazing book and then you told me the storyline of it and it sounded like the most miserable most horrible <laughs> book I thought to myself are you fucking kidding me why the fuck would I read that that sounds like <laughs> the most awful book so there's this girl and then they're going to kill her friends and then they're going to do this and all these people die. And I'm like, that sounds awful. Why would I read that? Why would I possibly even set myself up for that? Because that sounds hideous. <laughs> uh, but Nina even dressed up like um, Effie Trinket mm. one Halloween. She looked really good, too. And Katniss Everdeen. And another Kat- Halloween. Yeah. Katniss at least once. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I got... It got bad. I was wearing Team PETA shirts to school, like, every day, to the point, like, until the movies came out. I remember after the movie came out, my art teacher came up to me, and he was like, until I saw that movie, I thought you were, like, part of PETA, (laughs) P-E-T-A. 
<laughs> and like you were trying to make a statement somehow spelling it wrong and I could not figure it out. I was like, oh. Yes, now you know. Nita had a PETA. Oops, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that would be the people for the exceptionally ethical treatment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. So you were just before your time. You were just elevating it. That's all. That's exactly. right. I do have to mention that Nita had a PETA Malark pillowcase and a giant PETA Malark cardboard cutout, wasn't it? I had a blanket. A blanket. <laughs> and I had two blankets. They were the same, but they were both just his face. Millie and had a blanket. She had a what blanket? blanket? Jonas Brothers. Oh, naturally. Kind of. <laughs> of course she does. Mother has the things for Kevin Jonas. Yeah? Yeah, did she not tell you about that? No, let's hear about she, it. So I remember one night <laughs> we were driving in the car after school. And I was talking about how, like, I didn't get, like, I didn't get why everyone, like, Joe Jonas, but Nick Jonas was clearly better. And then, um, and then she says, actually, I like Kevin. And I went, ew, what? And then she went, he makes me feel like a dirty old woman. Yeah. And that was the conversation. I can see that happening. I can see that. I remember. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. That's why Nina needs medication. (laughs) Yeah, yeah that probably is why Nina needs medication. So I have a story about when I was a freshman in high school and I just moved back to Michigan, needed to make friends, and I kind of got in with these girls and there was four of them, so I was like number five, and we went over to my friend's house and we went into her room, and literally every square inch was covered in New Kids on the Block photos she had a bedspread and everything and I didn't know who they were like literally I was like who are these dudes and of course because I was the last one to join they gave me Danny who looked like a monkey <laughs> and that was my he guy was your boyfriend? he was my boyfriend and I'm like all right and the saddest part of all is like two years later we chased his brother Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch's tour bus at least we thought it was our tour bus. We chased them for 25 miles, and it was just the like the crew. <laughs> he wasn't even in the bus. <laughs> so, yeah. Confession time. Uh-oh. Donnie. Donnie was my favorite. Ew. Yeah. Well, I didn't like any of them. I was kind of like, uh-huh, I didn't okay. Like any of them either. Yeah. I just was like, all right, whatever. Duran Duran was like more my time and I had several friends who were like so into them and I really never did that. My cousin's name is Laurel and she wanted to marry Nick Rhodes. She would like like like, like Laurel Rhodes on things. Like, People with, like did hearts that. and like glitter and stuff. I had friends that did like the Duran Duran hair and and we had I had multiple friends in school. I won't call them friend friends. Mm-hmm. But people that I knew in school that were, like, very Duran Duran. I had a couple people that I would actually call friends that were very into it. And it was not a thing for me. It was just not. They named their first daughter Rio. Did they really? <laughs> I was totally kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be a level of fandom. That would be. I have to actually out Gina on something. Mm. Rio oh, no. Rio is her bar name. You know, you go to the bar and you give them the fake name. Rio was her bar name. I was always Janet for some reason. Were you really? Janet? Janet. I don't know why. That's fucked up. I was Sally. Wait, Sally? What? Like, Sally was my Like Charlie name. Brown's sister? 
Yeah, like Sally. Sally sounds like a name of someone that you expect to just be like, come over here, I made some punch. Like, <laughs> Sally's just like, she wears sweaters with like Christmas trees and glitter on Sally them. Sally was fun, man. You know? Not know. Sally was a lot more fun than no me. No offense to any Sally's in the listening audience. Oh, the bar name. A bar name is the name is the fake name you give the guy at the bar that you never want to see again. And it's like, so what's your name, baby? And you're like, my name's Rio. And you make up the most ridiculous occupation. Yeah. Like I I glue wings to the backs of of hermit crabs. I pin <laughs> bugs to styrofoam. It's <laughs> really I'm fun. A instructor, but I live in a landlocked area, so it's hard to get work. <laughs> It's an important thing to have. It's a skill. I was going to mention that, like, I have a geeky thing that I do, but I don't think most people think it's geeky. They probably think I need mental help because I like what I call murder porn. Oh, I, I like watching, counts. like, uh, like Investigation Discovery and A&E and all the channels that have, like, I like that. shows that are, have titles like Deadly Women and Wives with Knives and, you know, Snapped. And the best part of all is that I kid you not, like, clockwork every single episode of snapped and i swear to god there's probably like eight thousand of them <laughs> every single one is like she just snapped oh you mentioned the show in the you said snapped all right like it's crazy but yeah i think that totally counts i like murder porn too and i like true crime if you look on the bookshelves I, yeah. you know the thing is, is I'm, I'm always amazed because they'll, they'll t- like weave this tale of how this man like gave up everything to kill the husband of the chick or whatever. And then they show the chick and she looks like a troglodyte. And you're like, (laughs) I can't even get a dude to like, you know, go to the store and get some eggs for me, but you got to kill your husband. Like what am I doing wrong? (laughs) I need to like watch some extra movies or read some books. Cause I can't get people to do shit for me, but you got people like, you know, you know, (laughs) she must get really good (laughs) blowjobs. And I'm good at it. That's the thing. It's like, what am I not doing? Like, I need to like, tame it up or what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nina. Oh, as long as it's fine. As long as it's not Gina, it's cool. <laughs> exactly. It's not about your mom, so it's fine. Oh, she can tell you all kinds of things that she did. You know? Ah, <laughs> I don't know. Throwing up in your mouth a little sound. I could tell you a story about the very first night she met John the Brit. <laughs> Don't, 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 don't. The first night? Well, not the first night, really, but I could tell you about how we had some paint samples on our walls and they curled up. Uh, (laughs) Ah! Anyway. (laughs) Well, ding dong. Good for her. Good for her. I mean, it's not, honestly, it's not worse. She's said stuff to my best friends that are worse while she was drunk in England. That happens. It happens. I, you know what? I have a, a mother that enjoys cocktails like way too much. And she oh, has wonderful bonbons in my life where I'm like, thank you, mother. Thank you so much for, you know, scaring the shit out of my friends at a birthday party. Thank you. Oh, no. The thing is, is that my mom loves it. Or not my mom, my friends. My friends love it. Don't they think your mom is cool? Like like, your mom's like the raddest mom ever. I got that all the time. My mom is literally insane, but thank you. (laughs) 
I'm yeah. say your mom is insane. I love your mom. Oh no, she told no, she's lovely, but she's insane. She's a little insane. Well, I think we all have to be, right? Let's bring it back to our topic of oh, okay. fandoms. Although I want to defend my I want to defend myself quickly. It may have taken 30 years, but I'm finally popular in college. All right, we may return. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, 40-year-old okay. freshman. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Did you see that Melissa McCarthy one? Not too long. Like, it came out this past year. I thought you were talking about the 40-year-old version, because then I was going to oh, talk about no, how was hot Paul awesome. Rudd is and how he's been hot since Clueless. He's been hot for <gasps> Um, and my earring just completely fell out of my ear as I was like, it was <laughs> Paul Rudd is so hot, my earring spontaneously popped out I of my ear. I do love me some Paul like Rudd. I think the one thing that we could also talk about is Seth Rogen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen is in my dreams sometimes, and whenever I dream about him, he's playing T. So for <laughs> those of you who listen on the regular, T. Doesn't really look like Seth Rogen, no. but a little bit, maybe, sort of resembles slightly. Somehow, Seth Rogen plays T in my dreams. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, what I was going to say is, I forgot. John <laughs> Hamm plays lots of roles in my dreams. So, John Hamm, if you're a listener, I don't know. You know, y'all have to come up and come to a Cardinals game with me because John Hamm is from the St. Louis area. The funny part is, is um, Gina, I used to want to live in St. Louis really badly. In fact, right before I moved to Houston um, with my former company, that's how I got out of Michigan. I wanted to move to St. Louis really bad. I visited a few times and I just fell in love with the city. And I was a young, impressionable child, so I didn't know about like East St. Louis and, you know. <laughs> Your weird pizza and stuff like that but and the thing they do to bagels is awesome. exactly um so <laughs> well I, I really wanted to move there and then i found out john hand was from there and i was like "Ooh, maybe i should still move he's there. hot <laughs> my stepmom's obsessed with john ham who is my stepmom she has a cardboard cutout in her office that, that's a little obsessive i don't know if i could have like a full-size cutout of him like staring at me it was signed but Don Draper could make me a drink anytime. <laughs> I, that's a show that I'm obsessed with, Mad Men. It's, it's been one that I've always enjoyed. I like historical stuff in general, uh-huh. like stuff that's more realistic. That's why I have, I guess, troubles with more, like, magic and whatever, because, like, I like real. I like crime movies, like Goodfellas, and I like historical shit. You give me a good biography, and I'm all for it. That's why I love Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. That was, awesome. movie, yeah, that was awesome. So give me John Hamm mixing a you know Manhattan while he like beds yet another secretary. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, so Nina, um, your uh, your man over there. Does he have a oh. family? Hey yo, Benny. Hey yo, yeah. Benny. Uh, talk about uh your obsession. What's your main obsession? I took out headphones. Come in, come in, come in. Benny, what's your main obsession? What are you obsessed with that you cannot live without? The one thing besides Nina that you are like, yeah. I will absolutely. I feel like an old woman right now with technology. So you feel like your mother. How's that? Can you hear us? That's great. Hey, Ben. Hey, so, Ben. Hi, hey, you're right. Tell us what your main, like, if you were going to, like, fan out over something. Are you an Apple fanboy? Are you a fanboy oh, over Marvel? Are you a fanboy over 
Um, magical stuff. What's your fan? Um, I'm definitely, definitely not an Apple fan. I am going to say, though, he is a professional magician. Oh, my goodness. Millie will love that. Did you know that she yeah. does magic? Oh, really? She oh, does. Yeah. You guys oh, she'll have to teach me a couple of things. She's got some good tricks. Oh, brilliant. I can't wait to see him. I will have yeah. to show you. That'd be great, yeah. Um, I think, no, I'm definitely not an Apple fan. He hates that. He, like, makes fun of me for owning an Apple iPhone, like, every day. Yeah. Do you like to customize items, Ben? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I, I know that's not your real name, but, you know, winky wink. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But my, I'd say my, my main passion is probably football. Ah. And I know what team. Soccer. Like yeah. I, I'm a I'm an uneducated American, so I'm gonna guess Manchester United. <laughs> I have no Absolutely idea. not. Definitely <laughs> no. not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know it's much like about the... this, Ben, but like everybody loves the Yankees in the states, but a lot of people hate the Yankees because they they oh, is it? have bad reputations for cheating and just. Oh you know, right. It's a team that starts with a B, right? No. No. Nope. No. See, I used to think the same thing for some reason. Well, it's probably. It's probably the least watched team in the Premier League. No. No, I think it is. Crystal Palace. No, they've got more fans than us. Yeah, who's your team? The Mighty mighty Hornets. Watford. Watford. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's my brother. He's very fascinated by British football things. Oh, is it? Yes, he's very fascinated. He's he's very much an Anglophile. Like, we have a little little bit of the blood <laughs> and in his mind yeah, it yeah. means like he should just move there and start eating crumpets and <laughs> go into the oh, loo wicked, and <laughs> what's funny is that Watford is also John the Brit's favorite team uh, and they funny. they actually watched a bit together last summer and that's how I knew John the Brit liked Benny because he actually <laughs> talked to him during the game like, he doesn't <laughs> talk to me yeah. during they the game said words I don't they said, what are you talking about? That doesn't even make sense. I know, but there it was. I just remember being in Munich in 1988. I can't remember how old I was. Probably like seven, eight years old. I can't remember. Shut up. But, baby. but the point was, no, I'm not. Compared to these children, no offense. You guys are children to me. Because <laughs> you're like We're half children to ourselves. Well, they're technically children to Gina as well. Right, exactly. So... But I remember just the energy of going to a live football match is just so amazing. Yeah. And like, you know, like it's just it's just it's an unlike any experience. Like I've been to baseball games in the States. I've been to football games in the States. Nothing like a great football match in the, in, the, in, in Europe. Nothing like it at all. The fans are different. And I think they appreciate sportsmanship in a whole different way. I know. It's like a little family when you're watching football. Yes, when you're watching I agree. Football, I it's family. Thank you for your cameo, Benny. Thanks for having me on. This is uh, my first ever <laughs> podcast appearance. I love so. your accent. Like I used oh, to be in yeah. the UK and I was I missed so much conversing with people who had such correct oh, English and were so yeah. <laughs> I've got a very I've got a bit of a I don't know, it's a not twang. Yeah, it's not. It's not call it the Queen's English per se. Is it, it might not be the Queen's English, but it's beautiful. No. Oh, that's very kind. Well, thanks for having me. Good night story, and I would fall right asleep with the. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a nice evening. See you later.
Thanks, Benny. Bye, Benny. We love you. Give him a hug for me later. <laughs> I just pat. I just pet his arm for you. Thank you. That, <laughs> that's good away. enough. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to have Nina and Millie get together sometime, and Millie can show Benny her magic tricks because she's actually got some pretty good tricks to the point where I'm like, that's pretty freaking good. Like yeah. right there in front of me, I can see it, and I'm like, that's kind of amazing. Uh, I've seen Benny's little business cards for his little call me and I will come do magic at your birthday party oh, thing. Oh, how cute. Yeah, adorable. he hid them from me. Cause I was, we were looking, he lost something in his like storage place. So we were looking for him and I found his business cards and it is in a pack that looks like regular cards, but it's not. Cause you know, it's like magic. Right. And when he saw that I had them, he's like, no, don't look at that. <laughs> That's adorable. It so is like adorable. You're freaking out, assuming the worst, and it's just like business cards. You're like, uh, we're all good. My yeah, it's like okay. <laughs> all right, He's so fun. we, so we have some pretty, you know, pretty good fandoms going on. We do. Uh, we've got we've gone through the gamut. Um, what about like the stereotypical fandoms, like um, like Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter. Star Wars versus Star Trek. I yeah. On that one, I'm both bedextrous. I go Star I'm Trek and Star well. Wars. Me I'm well. really looking forward to the new Star Wars when the trailers came out this week. I was crazy excited about that. Yeah. And the new Star Trek movies with Chris Pine. Hello. He's kind of a hottie. Well, my thing is, is that I grew up in an era where, you know, Star Wars was like a thing when I was born. Yeah. And then. Wait. When you were born? I was born in 76. So, yeah. Holy shit. So, I was born. I'm so old. I remember, I remember like going to keeper. see Empire Strikes Back at a drive-in theater. With a little can that you hook to the side oh, of your car. Oh, fuck all of you. <laughs> Swinging of you. on a swing. Watching him cut into that goat-like creature. The Tauntaun. <laughs> the Tauntaun. <laughs> and I just remember, like, I remember growing up thinking that Luke Skywalker was kind of a little bitch. You know. <laughs> you know like, and I thought Han Solo was, like, the coolest dude ever. But, you know, honestly, though, I had, like, a rock-solid crush on Boba Fett. Like, he was quiet. What? Got his job done. <laughs> just didn't fuck around. That he looked sense. green. Yeah, I don't know what he looks like, but I don't know. He got accidentally knocked into a starlight pit by a blind man. <laughs> and I, I actually had a thing for Spock too. He was so logical. He'd probably just be like, oh, I did like the logic of Spock. Let me let me look up how to give a, a human female orgasm. <laughs> the first original series of Star Trek, I wasn't like all that into. No. But next generation. Next Picard. generation. Fuck yes, Picard. Picard. All day, every day. Hell yeah. So, I would, I would, if I could replace, you know, bring forward Sulu and Uhura and Bones and Spock and drop the chat. <laughs> I, I, I know. You mean the old, you want the original but version? But he's of such that? a good actor, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> what about the new versions? I like the new versions. I like the new versions. I think they're very well cast. Uh, Zachary Quinto does actually a good job with yeah. Spock. Like, I was really impressed. 
I love the new movies. I look forward to them with anticipation every time. Yeah, I will say the whole Ratha Khan spin was a bit of a letdown. But I kind of liked it, though. I liked it. I like the original Wrath because... I liked it, too. I still have a thing that, you know, when you get out of the shower and you have, like, that, like, trickle of water that, like, comes out of your ear? I'm always thinking that someone put something it's in like my ear to control my brain. Like, <gasps> Khan! <laughs> I don't know. I liked the spin where Kirk died and Spock lived, and he was like, Khan! I like that. To this day... Colorful metaphors is what I call swearing. You know, like I'll like slip something at work and I'll be like, I'm so sorry for my colorful metaphor. <laughs> because it's all from that Star Trek movie. And I remember that that was like the whole genesis of why, like part five, because Leonard Nimoy directed successfully three and four. And of course Shatner got like his feelings hurt and he had to throw his hat in the ring so he made a shit ass part five that oh, was destroyed the franchise thank it you very horrible much. you need to stick to tj hooker reruns and priceline commercials i like tj hooker <laughs> yeah adrian epic. smed right all right so i have a, like i guess my fandom keeping on to brand on topic please say it's adrian smed well he's part of it 80s movies in general i grew up with a fucking mind and my parents left me unsupervised with cable <laughs> when I was brand new. So I watched a lot of Cinemax at 3 a.m. because my parents weren't paying attention. I was awake. I only got to do that when I and, and I watched a lot of, you know, things. And I can honestly say I blame HBO slash Cinemax for why I ended up in this great state of Texas. Because in the 80s, there were a, a, a slew of Texas-based movies that came around the same time. We're talking Urban Cowboy, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> Stay with me. In <laughs> terms of endearment, hell, even that one, the right stuff, <laughs> freaking Houston for the space launch. So they made it seem like Texas was the place to be. So flash forward 2001, where did I end up? Texas. So thank you, Cinemax. Thank you, HBO, for being my uh, babysitter from age seven to oh, about I don't know, 18. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, awesome. <laughs> My babysit, you know, we, we got one channel in regularly where I was growing up and we didn't have cable. So if it was on PBS, I knew it and loved it. So like Doctor Who, Monty Python, they were Betty oh, Hill. Python. They were my babysitters. And when I lived in Germany, Gina, we wanted to get an animal and we lived on a fourth floor walk up because that's what the army gave us. My mom was miserable. Aww. We didn't have a dog because she knew that the kids would never be responsible enough to take the dog out multiple times a day and all that stuff. So she's like, well, what kind of animal can we get? My dad had fish. I always had, had fish. We got rabbits. Oh. And we got our bunny killer after the killer bunny <laughs> and the holy grail. And, you know, and it was funny because sometimes the bunny would like a cat and it was kind of freaky. This black bunny with like these really sharp, like teeth. And would you, and would you look at it and say, it'll do you in a minute. <laughs> exactly. And, and to this day, I, when people will say, well, can do, I have a question. I'm like, what's the airspeed of velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> just because like, I does to... anybody ever say, are you talking African swallow? Like it's happened like twice. So otherwise it's like, go. um, what? I would ask or question mark or I'm confused. So usually, yeah, if they know it, I'm like, okay, you're cool. Call in as much as you want. <laughs> you know, it's just, 
Don't even come to fucking work. I don't even care. Just don't just show up when you feel like it. Oh, I'm saying excused. So we've had some amazing conversation, but Nina is a million o'clock at night. And so she's going to go ahead and go to bed and we're going to continue with our episode because we've got a lot more fandoms to talk about. Nina, do you have anything that you want to say before you go? Any fandoms you want to like wrap up with? Anything you want to set us off on topic wise? Anything um, you want to out your mom on? Uh, so there's probably so many things about mother. But I guess like one thing I do want to say is that the Rick and Morty fandom has like ruined the show for so many people. I know. And it's so sad because when you tell someone that you love Rick and Morty, like it's me and like uh, Benny's favorite show. Like if when you say that, people are just like, ugh. But like, aren't the fans terrible? <laughs> but just sad because the show is such a great representation of existential nihilism. It's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't even know anything about it. It is actually one of the funniest shows I've ever seen because I always like the humor where it's either very obvious, like slapstick, like hot shots, like naked gun, airplane, like literally shit hitting the fan humor or the more cerebral stuff where you have to think on in a second. And then that's why it's hilarious because like the look the person gave or the way they said it or the reference they used was so spot on that you're like holy shit <laughs> you know and that's i think rick and, Mor- rick and morty is like that yeah nina even got a rick and morty board game for christmas and we played um, it and it yeah, was phenomenal. It's awesome. and i got a poster for my birthday mm-hmm. well, and, and a pickle rick water bottle thank you and mother got me a pickle rick water bottle which is great because benny can stop stealing my normal water bottle nice yeah awesome you take well, care baby Thank you for joining us so much today. We really appreciate you being here, even though it's a million o'clock. Where no. you? Thank, thank you so you. much for your time. Tell the queen cheerio. Tell the queen cheerio. Tell Benny. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for dropping in. We really appreciate it. And it was really nice to meet him in person. Yes. I've he's, seen him on Facebook, and I love it. He's very adorable. Yeah. And he's our adorable. Yeah. I, I got I, I got lucky there. Yeah. 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 No, both got lucky. You're mutually lucky. Yeah. He's lucky. You're lucky. It's a lucky group. It's a lucky yeah. like mashup. It's a lucky mashup. Yeah. Like Oreos of luckiness. I have a lucky mashup. Yeah. You're I the don't... cream and he's the cookie. Oh. Think all. I'm the oh. best part. <laughs> exactly. You're the creamy center and he's just the cookie that kind of holds it all together. And if he wasn't for you, he needs no to hold it together. I mean, nothing to stick the cookie to. Hello. Hello. So. Yeah. Have a good night. Thank you for joining Thank us, you. even if it was only for a part of the time. We appreciate no, awesome. you joining, and we will look forward to you joining us at another time. Oh my yeah. gosh, please! Honestly, one of my favorite podcasts right now. Oh, like thanks. not a lie, a hundred percent. Like not a lie. I love it. Well, Thank you, Nina. <laughs> thanks, Thank Nina. Yep. Good Thank night, you. Nina, Bina, Santa Maria. I love you. Good night. I love you. <laughs> Bye. I just met you, but I love you too. Me too. Yeah, I love you all. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Princess Wave, love you. Gina, your daughter is amazing. I, did, I didn't doubt it, but it's so nice to have that validated. And I'll tell you a secret. Nina is awesome, and she she and Millie talk sometimes, mm-hmm. and I think that's wonderful because Millie really appreciates having that kind of connection. Of course. They've been through a lot of sort of similar things together. When I was younger, my mom had a second cousin named Mary. 
I think I was like seven or eight and Mary was like 13 or 14. And like, she was just like the coolest cousin ever, even though she was she's like my second or third cousin twice removed or some crazy like family or shit like that. But she was so neat and she would give me like clothes, like hand me down clothes. And she was going to the like the high school that I went to and it was a special. Whoa, did you like just drink a lot of gin and no, burn your nose I out? Took it, I took a drink of gin. <laughs> I was telling this poignant story. I might like from I took, I took a drink of my gin and like the straw slipped out of my mouth and then it like sprunged into my nose and like I got all kinds of gin fizz up my nose and I'm trying to figure out like what do I do with this gin on my nose? Q-tips. I can honestly say that I do not like gin. Gin fizzes, this drink, this drink, hello, shout out. It's less it's gross not, than it's, Yes, it's less gross, but I really do feel like I'm drinking potpourri with egg whites. Same. <laughs> I don't like gin. You guys should call me back when you do tequila, because then I could sing the 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 numbers in order. Well, we'll have to have you back another time. But like tequila and rum and things like that, gin is not my favorite. I don't like gin. Cola. So far, I've had two gin drinks and we're two for two on gross. It's literally like I feel like back in the day when gin became a thing, people were like. I want to get fucked up and there's nothing around here. Let's just start grabbing shit and see what happens. And then it's like, hey, y'all, if you take this bush and this berry and these weeds and some dirt and, like, and just have good, happy thoughts, it becomes gin. And let's just make this for, like, 20, 100 more years. And then people who are rich and play, like, golf can make great drinks at their country club and you can get fucked up for four hours and bill it to the office expense account. And that's what gin is to me. Whereas tequila was like, we're oppressed. We live in a fucking hot ass place. Let's have a goddamn siesta and call it a day for the rest of the day. That's working. I mean, you know, working man. You need a working man's cocktail. We need to have Rexy on all the fucking time. She want to become a staple. I live like two miles away from Jillian. And by the way, Jillian is like the best thing that's happened to me in like four or five years because I had like some rough ass shit happening. She did. And I'm not saying that I'm like a martyr or anything, but if you have my life, you would probably become a gin drinker. (laughs) (laughs) Sad as that is, you'd be like, fuck it. You're like, whatever, man. Pour me some anthropology and let's talk golf scores. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Oh, shit. And I wish you. that I wish that I really wish that Gina lived here because if Gina lived here, we would fuck this town up. Yes, hell yeah. She's would coming, we? She's coming back soon though. I know. I can't wait. I, I, I think I, you just spent enough time with you the last time you were here because <laughs> like we were getting like pierced and tattooed at the time. Well, y'all were getting tattooed. I was getting pierced, but. Pierce. I know we all did, all three of us. That was like a bonding moment, like kind of like blood brothers, but like blood sisters through yes, like piercing. Blood sisters. So when you come back, I need to like get like another tattoo or a piercing or something just because. <sighs> Work should be because I got to get my one tat fixed. It's bleeding a little. Did, did Jillian tell you about mine and Nina's matching tat- tattoos? She got the prettiest tattoo with Nina. No, really? Let me see. Yeah, show. See if I can. It's all. Oh, it's kind of blurry. Hang on. Why are you blurry? You're bl- blurry and blue. 
It's blurring, honey. I can't see it. Jillian's hovering her. You can see Jill. Jill. I will text a picture. Yes, please do. That'll be easier. Yeah. So, fandom wise, <laughs> tattoos. We're fans of tattoos. That yeah. I am fans of tattoos. Like a dude gonna... who has tattoos, I'm like, I almost called it a fatu. <laughs> That's why I want. You know, it's gonna. I'm gonna like need to find like the rarest like of unicorn. I need to find. A dude that's between the ages of like 30, like six, and like 48 that has a uh, decent job. 53. 36 and 53. Okay, 53. Okay. And then the dude needs to have a job in an industry that's not like boring. I don't want to be like an accountant, but he can't be like. There's your tattoo. A stock. Oh, that's pretty. Right? A stockbroker or something. He has to like geek geeky enough shit. Why can't he be a stockbroker? Well, unless he's like really good at it, but he's also a nerd. But oh, those most, are good jobs. But I know, but most stockbrokers just seem like total tools. Like they like name their dicks like Stanley and the Power Tool and and then <laughs> like you know they like want a Porsche Cabrera, but they don't even know like like what like horsepower is and shit like that. I don't want that. I want like a dude that when I say that the tenth doctor was the best doctor, he would be like, yeah, you're right. You know, like that's what I need in my life. But I need somebody that doesn't work like part time at like the Valvoline oil change place or has a band that he's just trying to make work when he's in his 40s. That's <laughs> my jam because it's like I, I need like I need a dude that I don't need to fix. I need a dude that I don't need to be a mother to. True. I need a dude that, you know, like if we go out to dinner, he's like, I got this. Where I'm like, oh. <laughs> You're paying? Holy shit. You know, like, I that's what I need in my life. You need um, Chris Pine. In addition to... She does need Chris Pine. Well, he's pretty. He's or pretty Ryan bad. Reynolds. I, I, well, I have Ryan to... Reynolds? Oh, my God. I would die. Ryan Reynolds, you, you know, know what, him? though? Um, Chris Evans was really pretty in the movie today. Chris Evans, like, I've had a crush on him forever. Like, he was, like, in this stereotypical... Again, again, we're kind of taking it back to the topic, but like crushes, like and tied to like obsessions and geek. I geek out over certain like stereotypical dudes from my youth. Yeah. And the sad part is, I grew up in an environment where the hot dudes are people like fucking Kirk, Jesus E. Cameron, and you know, <laughs> he was hot, and like Jason Priestley and stuff. So at that time. I clearly had a daddy problem because I was into dudes like Huey Lewis, Bruce Willis. You give me a receding hairline and I was like, <sighs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's pretty sad. And then I grew up on like John Hughes movies and just 80s movies in general, where I thought that it wasn't love unless the dude's outside of your house with a boombox and or picking you up in a Porsche. So, yeah. A dude that works at like the local burger place and makes like ten dollars an hour. <sighs> he better be really good with his penis. That's all I got to say. There's not that good. That's the same. That's the thing is that they think they're good. They they're never good. So your fandom is not gin. Yes, penis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll say no on the on the gin dog, but yes on the penis. <laughs> that's fair. Well, you know I think that's fair. That is fair. I grew up where I didn't really explore the penile area very early on in life. Like when my friends were, I I was a late bloomer because I was, you know, 
incredibly insecure and you know like dudes love nothing more than insecure chicks um so um it took me a while to actually do anything with another person had a great imagination and that goes back to our talk about nerds yes nerds what they're know what they're doing because i've got nothing but time to like spend and i'm the same way i can tell you it's not necessarily something to brag about but I got dudes that I haven't been with in like 12 years that are like, what you up to? What you doing? What's going on? It's like, because you know, I know how to turn that shit out. That's a whole different kind of fandom, I think. It is. It's my own fandom. fandom. Yeah. You know, like what what Millie said the other day, what her friend said, like the bigger the hoops, the bigger the horror or whatever. Yeah. I got some big ass hoop earrings. Millie said that on the way home from school the other day with the bigger hoop. She said that one of her friends was wearing slips to school, hoop earrings and Somebody came up to her and said, the bigger the hoops, the bigger the whore. What? Hello, middle school. Hello. I remember, again, ninth grade. I'd only been in school like two months. This dude walked up to me and he's like, you want to know how a girl is loose? And I'm like, sure. Tell me. If you can stick your hands in and clap. (gasps) Holy shit. At ninth grade, when when I didn't even know what it would be like to have anybody insert anything, let alone... You know, like, <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, this is the same boy two years later that begged me. I'm talking begged with, like, almost tears in his eyes. Can I please touch your boobs? They're so big. I would love to just, just for a couple of minutes. No one's in the room. Please. It was, like, the AV room, and it was, like, you know, you could turn the lights down, like, dim them. Wow, wee whoa. And he just wanted to tune in Tokyo <laughs> just for a couple of minutes. Okay, that's And a I lot. almost let him. I was just, like, I was, like, why well, would it hurt? You know, like, maybe he'll tell others. Spread the word. <laughs> that is a lot. That is a lot of information. I know. Isn't it, though? <laughs> you gave me gin. It's your fault. <laughs> No, I'm going to I'm going to give this to I'm going to put this all on Gina cuz Jen is her choice. You chose this like Laura Ashley showroom bullshit drink that we're having. <laughs> I find yes. Okay. Well, you know, I will say though that the 12 was it 12 monkeys or the movie 47 47 monkeys. monkeys. Monkey that's, 47. That's an arbitrary number of fucking monkeys, but anyway, it has 47 botanicals in it. Oh, is that why? Yep. 47? Like, okay, so let's just lot. make some random shit. Let's put some flowers in there and some weird berries and let's, fuck it, let's put some bark in there. Like, in fact, let's just get the chart where they, like, light you up for, like, allergies and put it into a, a cocktail <laughs> beverage. And let's forget about our problems from 19, like, 41 or whatever. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you need to come on every week and have all the gin. <laughs> I'm starting a Rexy fandom, right? I mean, just as entertaining on better alcohol, such as vodka and or rum. She is. It's true. She is. <laughs> do, do we want to discontinue the gin and pick up as a mouth? You need know, to do a random show every once in a while where it's like, we're having yet another gin cocktail because Rexy's here. Just slam it and talk about what random sh- shitty shop at the mall would a bitch who drinks this stuff and enjoys it like to partake. <laughs> you see why my work day is so much more fun than yours? I went to this like bougie ass store at the mall. I forgot like, but it literally had like gilded gates with like flowers and shit on there. And there was like, like everything had like. Like yellow sunflowers, and it all smelled like dew, and it's like, 
every dress was like ridiculously expensive. It looked like something you'd get on Etsy, but it was like $300 for a dress and like $700 for a necklace. And you're like, what the fuck there is this place? But these bitches were all like, oh my God, did you see this Becky? And it's like, of course your name is Becky because you're in this store. This store should just be called oh, Becky. My God, <laughs> Becky, look at this store. It's so bougie. It's so bougie. Like, and everything, like, was just, like, I don't know, just, like, you just expected, like, to walk out and they'd give you, like, a free doily in the back. Here's your doily. Here's a doily. Thank you from shopping. Here's, here's a bottle of gin. scarf and a doily. Here's your doily. It's wrapped around a souchet that smells like patchouli. You have a wonderful day now. Oh, not patchouli. It'd be like lavender chamomile placenta or something. Because <laughs> I gave all birth to all of my children. I just squatted in the field like they used to do back in the day. Because that's the kind oh, of woman I am. Shit, you killed Gina. And then my nanny comes and, you know, just rinses the baby off and takes care of it while her oh dad's golfing. I'm deaded. I'm deaded. You can do it. I'm deaded. So. Jin's amazing. <laughs> so. I would be completely okay with discontinuing Jin because Jin is gross. <laughs> You know, if a cocktail makes you rethink your whole purpose in life, that's a good cocktail. <laughs> I know you're I, a big fan of gin. I don't like it. I think it tastes gross. I don't like gin. I think it tastes gross. No, no, no. We need to, that should be a whole segue. Like, why the fuck do you like gin so much, Gina? Like, you must. In, yeah, let's ask her I find that. you to be a very intelligent, beautiful, wonderful woman. But what the actual fuck is up with gin? <laughs> Exhibit number one on my bad taste, first husband. She does have bad taste. Okay, first husband. Okay, good. All right, that explains uh, a lot. The egg whites mixed with gin. <laughs> to be fair, though, I don't like the typical gin that does taste like Christmas trees. I like gin that tastes like other stuff. So what's the point of drinking gin? Let's drink something else that's better. Yeah, because okay. like if you need a vodka that like tastes like a Bellini, then fucking make a Bellini. Like why? Like a vodka should just be like an accompaniment to other shit. I've always this- switched to rum. Okay, we'll switch to rum. But, but the whole gin thing started because I had this really kick butt cocktail that had a really really dry gin in it, and I literally spent two and a half two years trying to replicate it with different kinds of gins. Uh, yeah, because it has I rose liqueur in it that I bought some. So we have to do one more week of gin. Okay, one more week of gin so we can drink this stupid cocktail <laughs> that you made that has all like I said earlier on. All of the shit that has like super esoteric bullshit cocktail stuff is from Gina. So I will post these cocktails that have what the actual fuck is this in here. I'm but, fucking with your cat right now. I'm just letting you know. My, my life though is esoteric bullshit. It's true. Uh, I mean, the summer I was 15, that's the summer I became a huge fan and read all the books of both the Anna Green Gables and the Dune series in one summer at the same time. Those don't match. Okay, I have to segue. Do it. Dune, right? But only the Frank Herbert authored. You can skip 
watching the 1984-85 Dune with like Kyle McLaughlin and all that, just watch an episode of MasterChef because the lighting they put on fucking Gordon Ramsay, his eyes light up like he's on fucking Dune. <laughs> it's so blue. And he's just like, no, Wellington should be well done or whatever. And he's just... You can skip, like, what was that, like a three-hour movie? I think they would actually go to one of my fandoms. Oh, yeah? Which takes us back to where we were before. Exactly. I am a big fan of Worst Cooks in America. Not the celebrity edition, the actual people edition. The Gina edition. Yeah, starting, yeah, the Gina edition. You should totally be on that. Starting (laughs) with the first season, it was amazing because they, like, had these people who cooked like literally didn't even know what like which end of the knife to use they're like you should turn that knife over and use the sharp side (laughs) okay take the sheath off the knife and it'll cut better (laughs) okay you're now you're making me think of an obsession i had from like i guess i want to say around 2007 to like 2009 in vh1 i think it was vh1 maybe it was e i'm pretty sure it was vh1 they had a slew of like of love so it was like rock of love flavor of love so, like, would you go on that? Would you go oh, on Flavor fuck of yeah. Love? Well, Flavor of Love, no, because he looks like a burnt chicken wing. But um, when it comes to, like, <laughs> Brett Michaels, I would, like, be able, like, like, I remember watching it where it's, like, you know, like, okay, like, I don't know if I can put my titties out because I'm not a stripper or whatever. But, like, you know, I would be able to, like, pass some of these challenges, like, to make a song or, you know, things like that. But... It got so bad for me for a while that I even bought, I physically purchased a season where one of the contestants on I Love New York, which was an offshoot of Flavor of Love, one of the dudes on her show had his own show. That's like how deep I got into the psychosis of I'm watching these like chicks from like New Jersey and Long Island because it's not Long Island, it's Long, Long Island. Long Island, Maria. <laughs> you drink your coffee and you talk to me about some sausage and peppers, and maybe we'll get you a man's because you don't know what you're doing because you're from Michigan. Like, what the fuck's with that? Like, you got like deals and shit there? What do you do there? What do you do there for fun? I don't even know. But if you don't like sausage and puppies, you don't like coffee, you might as well go back to fucking Michigan, Julie. Is that your real name? I don't can't believe your parents fucking named you that. Like, my sister's name is Maria. Why can't you just be named Maria? Like, <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I don't know where to go from here. I'm sorry. I you, again, my standing my standing excuses. Y'all made me drink gin. Okay, we're going to get you gin every time. You are a blast. I like I said, I've got the Rexy fandom going now. So, absolutely. <laughs> One of our listeners actually told me that uh Rexy makes him listen without pants. <laughs> That means that shit is extra good. Yeah, that's good. Oh my heavens. Ashley, enjoy gin. <laughs> See, gin has its advantages. Gin's good. Just... I did like that orchid drink y'all made. The orchid drink, the orchid was, drink delicious. was lovely. And that was that was one of Gina's drinks. That was do dr- do rum and make like an extra extra stormy, dark and stormy, and I can come back. Okay. okay. 
And we can oh. talk about like traumatic shit in our life that we can make fun. We're going to have to have you back for traumatic shit. But for now, we want to thank our guests for joining us. Thank you, Nina, even though she's already gone. Cheerio, old chap. <laughs> we want to thank everybody for joining us each week. We thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe. That would be really awesome if you would do that if you haven't already done that. Um, we hope you'll drink with us again next week. If you'd like more of this nonsense, find more of our cocktails. Our website's alwaysneverwrite.com. There's links to our Facebook page on there as well. Our Instagram is at alwaysneverwrite. So you can see all of our pretty pictures of our boozy, boozy beverages. And Twitter is always N-N-B-R-R-I-G-H-T because, I don't know, it's like character limits, whatever. No ease in the never. Yeah, no ease in the never. Hashtag character limits, whatever. So that was awesome. <laughs> and, um, oh, I had something else I was going to say. It is so fucking gone now. But, you know, um, this has been a blast. It's been a few diversions, but <laughs> we'll have to come back. I am totally fangirling. Oh, I want to mention, I want to give a shout out to two of my fandom podcasts. Just because yeah. I love them. Do it. Hillbilly Horror Stories. Absolutely. Love for, them. Oh, my God, love them. Jerry and Tracy Polly. They are beautiful, beautiful people. Hillbilly Horror Stories speaks to me on all kinds of levels. Just, you know, because I'm 50% hillbilly. And and oh, that's why we drink. I think you're more than 50%. I think you're like 90% hillbilly. I'll take that. Um, and, and that's why we drink, which is true crime, paranormal hybrid. We don't do any of that, but I love listening to them. So and, no, you're not that much high hillbilly. Cause then she'd be mixing like Clamato and some Budweiser or some shit. <laughs> but you know what? And that's why these drink just got a Webby this week. They did. They did. This Congratulations to them. So wonderful work girls. I am. And Christine kick ass. Ladies. Fantastic. Um, so anyway, what's that? It's the girl power, Wonder Woman. Bring it back to the topic. Damn straight. Wonder Woman. So anyway, sorry. Thank you for letting me say that real quick. But I listen to them every Sunday. I like listen. And every Monday morning I like listen and I have a blast and and I'm a Patreon supporter. So I get all the extras that, that, that Hillbilly does. Awesome. They're so, both of those podcasts are amazing and we've got several other podcasts that we're very supportive of we really really like sharing with and uh this has been another episode of always never right uh, i am jill farrell and i'm gina biggs and since i forgot to say it earlier i just want to remind people i know we didn't get into the advice thing so much but we are not professional advice givers so if this helps you awesome but if you need actual help please seek help from someone who does that for real but fandoms make life worth living so we know you're all good Absolutely. Yeah. Why bother? You don't need help for fandoms. Kill fandoms your husband the and go to Target for a <laughs> Don't don't do what she said. Don't I will kill not. your husband. <laughs> Only if he's got insurance and you can cover your cloth. <laughs> don't kill your husband. Don't and you can go to Target, but don't kill your husband. Okay. Well, Rexy's awesome. Let's not do things specifically get on episodes for her <laughs> enjoyment. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye, folks. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. 
But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes.